The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Let's return to the crisis at RTE. The news this morning at D Forbes has resigned as Director General of the organisation and also that it faces two Oireachtas committees this week. And as you heard from Ben in the 5 at 5, a brief statement from RTE today saying that it will release a more comprehensive statement tomorrow. Let's get analysis and reaction. Kate Shanahan is a journalist and former head of journalism at the Technological University of Dublin. And Daniel McConnell is editor of the Business Post. Danny, I might start with you. And full disclosure, I was writing about this yesterday in the Business Post, giving my opinion of it. But what is happening with the Public Accounts Committee? Because they seem to be looking at ways to ensure that the people who they invite from RTE and potentially D Forbes will be attending. Yeah, so this this is sort of kind of uh, raise, raises head since D Forbes' resignation this morning. There had been a growing perception that D Forbes would not now appear because she's no longer the accounting officer. Her resignation essentially nullified that position, and therefore, as no longer kind of having any ties with RTE, she would therefore be under no obligation to go before the committee. Um, um, and ultimately, it was seen. I think Shane Studio, the NUJ, saw it as a sort of a tactical resignation in a way to essentially allow her avoid going in before the Oireachtas Committee because the only way she could have gone in was a sort of a voluntary witness and obviously in the context of the Angela Kearns uh, controversy in recent years that there's been a kind of a reluctance of, for voluntary witnesses to go in, in under such uh, circumstances. Um, I, I think what the PAC and Brian Stanley, the chair of the PAC and other committee members have, have made it very clear they want to hear from all uh, current board members and board members going back to the time period 2015 and 2016 and 2017 and that would include former director generals including D Forbes now whether or not they're actually in a position to force anybody or not remains to be seen because ultimately um as I said, the standing of those former uh, employees are essentially as voluntary witnesses and they may simply, on their own advice or on legal advice, to say we're not prepared to go in. So this is a matter that still has to play itself out. But clearly, you know, the politicians are putting down a marker very clearly that they want all relevant people in before them uh, to kind of give their side of the stories to try and get to the bottom of this because what we still don't have after day five of you know uh, of this controversy is the kernel and key admission as to the genesis of this deal with Ryan Turberty and his agent and why the justification and all, obviously there's this 120,000 euro relation to the period of 2017 to 2019 that D4 says she knows nothing about and is still subject to an investigation by Grant Thornton so there's still an awful lot of unanswered questions that the politicians and everybody else want to get to the bottom of. Kate Shanahan, that lengthy statement from D4 today as Danny said they're giving some details about how the contract with a commercial partner that would pay Ryan Tuberty these extra sums emerged, how that she had negotiated with Ryan Tuberty's agent, Noel Kelly, how that people in RTE were kept in the details of this, both in electronic format, but also with colleagues from the finance and legal department. Have you ever seen a crisis like this in RTE before? No, and RTE, anyone who's ever worked there will know that it's a very conservative and slow-moving organisation. People aren't reckless and they don't make decisions quickly. Um, things are referred to committees and subcommittees and you know, all various protocols are in place for every move that you make, from taxi vouchers to you know, payments and fees to freelance contributors. Nothing is done without there being a paper trail behind it. So what's interesting, when I read her statement, I read it three or four times. I mean, what jumped out at me was she said that they were facing a contractual obligation which was going to come up in 2020. They needed to deal with that contractual obligation and it seemed to have come from 
before her time as Director General, that there were contractual obligations before that time, uh, and that she also was looking at the 15% cut, which she was requiring to do in response to looking for help from the government because they, at the end of 2019, RTE was looking for 60 million in cuts. It was getting money from the government to tide it over. And they were explaining before the committee gets back then how they were going to do these cuts. And one of the things they said was 15% would be taken from the presenter's pay as well as 10% from their own pay. And that 15%, she said back in 2019, I think it was around uh, November, December, she said, I've already had one person give me that 15% and now we're looking at the other contract. So it was, it was in that sort of area that she concentrated on in the, in the sort of initial portion of her statement. She then went on to say that everything that she had done, she had taken advice and other people were involved in this and she was doing everything to the best of her ability to safeguard RTE and to safeguard the money that was being spent. But the question that still emerged is why the money that was revealed to the public and the Oireachtas was different to the money that was happening behind the scenes. And what we all want to know, both in media and in the general public, was why, how this sum was arrived at, this 75000 What was the obligation um, to pay this sum? You know, why was the commercial partner involved? And why was that sum under, underwritten? What was the advice that was being given that you could, you, there was no opt-out clause? I mean, Joe Duffy was interested today when he said about his own salary that he um, signed up in 2019 uh, for four years and then three months ago he signed up for another two years and there has been no increase, he said, in that salary over that time. So different to, things I, were happening with different presenters, obviously. I want to go to just one line in her statement, Kate, and I think this is important because a lot of people are focusing on these payments that a commercial partner was going to pay or she was on the hook for and there's a lot of details in the Sunday Times yesterday about how some of these payments move. But a line in D Forbes statement today, I understand from media reports an RTE's statement that the board has also raised questions concerning payments to Ryan Tuberty between 2017 and 2019. I have no knowledge of these payments and the board has not raised those questions with me. Now, as you said, Orti is a conservative organisation. That is incendiary by D Forbes. It is, and I look back at Ryan Tuberty's wages um, for that period, and I think it was 490 to 495, 496. It was quite consistent. In fact, they were all quite consistent in that period because the wages weren't really going up. Um, the next highest pay, I think, was Ray Darcy. His stayed at the same level in that period as well. So the, the cuts were there was the big cuts um, back in 2012 and then there was this new cut coming obviously in 2019 but she's saying she didn't know anything about that period. Kevin Backhurst has said nothing to do with me, I wasn't involved in any of those negotiations when he was the interim DG and looking at the figures for that period we have to find out and, and that's and, presume that all committees will be looking at as to who signed what during that period because if there was extra money paid and no one knows about it now Grant Horton are investigating that however in the RT statement today they said they won't be looking at that period when they go before the committees because they're waiting on the Grant Horton report Danny, I want to bring in Danny McConnell from the Business Post. Danny, the Taoiseach today said he has confidence in the RTE board. When you see the statement issued by D Forbes today, where we had the statements from Ryan Tuberty last last Friday, and also RTE statement today saying, well, we'll put out a comprehensive statement, but tomorrow afternoon. Uh, are RTE in danger here? They've lost the public's trust right now. Are they in danger of losing their heads over their response? <clears throat> I certainly think 
uh, in that they that they're running the risk now of kind of you know digging a bigger hole for themselves, but with every statement that they put out. You know, it's very clear what you know the media and what the public are looking for, and it's comprehensive answers. And you know, we're, as I said, we're in day five, and we still have an awful lot of questions that remain unanswered. Uh, and ultimately, I think this partial drip drip is sort of getting kind of exhausting, and 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 you know, like it is leaving people with a kind of a, a perception that you know that, that that they're playing, they're being sort of Jesuitical with the truth in order to try and minimise. Uh, you know the, the the accountability aspect of it all. I mean, like with these sort of things, you generally have one chance of a mea culpa to try and re- regain trust. I thought Claire Burns' intervention this morning on her own show went some way, I think, to re- restore the the trust in Ortiz's top stars. Because in fairness, she put out she put everything uh, and almost probably went beyond what she probably had to, but did so in, in a bit to try and restore that credit, her own credibility, given she's one of the top 10 stars. And she couldn't exactly operate on, on radio every morning if there was any sort of lingering doubt about her position. So she did that. Um, and, I've, and now see that you know, Miriam O'Callaghan has put out a statement in the last little while kind of clarifying her current level of pay, etc. like that as well. So what we are now seeing, I suppose, is an attempt by the, the other stars who are in that top 10 uh, to try and minimise the damage because um, as long as there is ambiguity, as long as there is any sort of you know, failure by RT corporate to answer these questions, you know, people will be suspicious and people will wonder whether or not this, you know, unusual arrangement stopped at Ryan Tuberty or not. Um, cynics will often say that there's no way it stops at Ryan Tuberty, but I think what the what you're now seeing is the attempt by other top stars to try and, and minimise and mitigate the damage that they, they have probably felt by association. Um, so I do think the intervention from Claire Byrne and, and Miriam McCallaghan are welcome, um, but whether or not it, it's, it's, it's enough to kind of, I suppose, stem the tide from the genuine anger felt by politicians, the genuine anger felt by members of the public, and you know, I think has been well articulated in recent days that the level of anger uh, from within RT itself. I mean, I, I think, you know, our colleagues in RT on the journalist side have done a very decent job over the last four or five days in, in holding their own institution to account in probably very awkward circumstances. You know, they certainly haven't held back. They've certainly gone at the story with, with rigour and covered it comprehensively. Um, and I do think, you know, as long as there's ambiguity, as long as there's kind of areas where RT corporate don't answer and offer full questions, then I just think, you know, those tensions are going to exist and, and, and and, and persist as well. Finally, Kate Shanahan, a decision will have to be made this week as to whether Orti or will allow Ryan Tuberty to present his show next Monday. Can you see it happening? I honestly don't know. I, I think closer to the weekend, no, I couldn't see uh, it happening. But I think as the information comes out, um, it, it's probably gone slightly more in, in his favour because if everybody was involved in this and it wasn't just one person involved in it, if, if, if very respected parts of the organisation were privy to what was happening, then it makes it very difficult to scapegoat one individual. But I think from the public's point of view, it was interesting listening to Joe Duffy today. There was quite a deal of sympathy for Ryan Tuberty on the basis that he wasn't at fault to look for more money. Um, the, the problem is, why was the money given in the first place? And I think that if there was any cultural shift, apart from all the transparency and, and, and everything else is hopefully going to happen, I think a cultural shift within RT is to see that the organisation is bigger than any one individual. Kate Shanahan and Danny McConnell, thank you very much for joining us. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today I-